Over 250 years ago, our founding fathers set forth on this continent to create a new nation conceived in liberty and the dedication that all men and women are created equal. And as we move forward into the future, we find that people that we put in charge are attempting to take those freedoms away. This is Don't Tread on America. All right, guys, how's it going out there? It's a beautiful, what's today, Monday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon. It is August 16, 2021. It is, it is me. I'm flying a solo mission today. Um, we'll go into that in a little bit here. Um, just want to welcome you all to the show. Um, I'm going to just do a brief show. I don't know how long it'll go. We'll see. I got about four topics that I'd like to cover. Um, but, uh, before we get into anything, I just want to thank our sponsors and, uh, don't forget to visit our sponsors at, uh, www.smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM and check out their trimmers and, uh, other accessories for men, uh, for when it comes to shaving your areas, <laughs> whatever those areas are, not you know, it is called Smooth My Ball, so you can obviously guess what it's for, but it's not necessarily just uh, just for that. So anyway, go to their website, check them out. That's uh, www.smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM for a 15% discount. And uh, check out all their their uh, razors and accessories, and uh, let me know what you think. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> before I get into the show, just want to let you know, sorry about last week, um, give you a little bit of inside of what's going on here at the DTOM radio show. Um, uh, last week, I was struck down by the COVID monster, if you will, on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so Wednesday was feeling a little under the weather. We obviously didn't do a show, um, so that's why I'm kind of here today. Also, in talking with Chris, um, he's a little burnt out on the whole world <laughs> i guess you could say not necessarily the show um just everything going on with covid and mandates and pushes and this and that and then on top of everything else that's going on in the world today um i on the other hand uh feel that this show is a good outlet to be able to get the uh the stress out so to speak um so that's not to say he's never going to do another podcast. Um, I don't know if we're going to do one Wednesday or not. I just felt, uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm bored. I'm bored out of my, my mind. I'm on quarantine. Uh, can't really do anything. Um, so it's kind of like uh, <laughs> watching the news and seeing all this fuckery that's going on. I figured, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do a show. And, you know, fuck it. So um, I will say this. Chris does do a lot of the um, looking up of stuff and a lot of information um, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I get off of watching the news and listening to other shows and whatnot. So hopefully my information is uh, just as good um, so I can keep this show informative and uh, get a nice 45 minutes or so in. But like I said, it's not to say that we're not done doing this podcast. He's just taking a little break. Like I said, I don't know if we're going to do one Wednesday or not. We'll have to see. Um, like I said, I'm just bored. 
I really have nothing else going on. Me and me and the wife are pretty much stuck in the house for ten days, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. So I was just bored and figured I'd go ahead and do a show. So we'll go and get the show started with um, with what's going on right now in the world. I mean, obviously, if you turn on any kind of uh, news program, no matter who you watch, whether it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC, any kind of radio shows or podcast or anything else that you listen to, everyone's talking about it. this. isn't This isn't breaking news, but um, this is uh, twenty years of of work that we've put into whatever we were doing in Afghanistan. It's gone. You know, I, I was calling this um, Biden's Biden's fall of Saigon. So it's, it's eerily reminiscent of uh, 1975 when, you know, we basically Ford. <coughs> was it Ford? Yeah, Ford um, hightailed right out of Vietnam. And you've seen the choppers over the embassy. And there's a lot of uh, similarities to that. And, you know, you have Biden out here back in, I think it was July, uh, July 10th gave a interview you know about pulling out now I will preface by saying you know Trump did sign a peace agreement with the Taliban a year ago a year or so ago with the intentions of pulling out of Afghanistan and everyone feels that that's a good idea but uh, evidently things that I didn't know about <laughs> this is weird to say but they have uh, fighting seasons in Afghanistan so uh in the summertime, from spring to fall, you is their fighting season. So the idea was you shouldn't have pulled out this time of year because of everything that's going on in that country anyway. Um, ultimately, the biggest problem is, is we started something that was never going to be finished. And mainly that is because this is a country with... I don't know how many provinces they have in the country, but the they're, these countries over in the Middle East aren't countries like in the West. Like the United States, for for the most part, is a united country. We we have fifty states, and each state's a part of this country, um, <clears throat> and we're protected by a national government you know i i know this is weird to say because obviously with everything that's going on in this country we don't feel like we're very protected by a federal or national government but point being is in in places like afghanistan and iraq and iran it's it's a country yes but there's prob preventional pro, you know uh i don't know the word i'm looking for but tribal it's more of a tribal situation. I, I equate it to more like a college football, especially college football in the South, where you have um, SEC football is very regional, very territorial. You're a Gator fan, you're a Bulldog fan, you're a you know a Tennessee fan, you're a whatever Alabama fan. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's very similar to that. There's very there's not much loyalty, like. Um, there's not much country loyalty, I should say. It's more you're loyal to your tribe more so than your country. And um, it's kind of hard to unite a country and get them to fight the Taliban necessarily because in different parts of that country, the Taliban 
is your tribe, you know? So it, it's really, it's hard to explain because we're just hearing, depending, like I said, depending on what kind of news you watch and who you watch, you're going to get their spin of, of the story. But ultimately, it, you know, it was kind of like being in Vietnam and kind of like being in um, Korea and stuff. These, these, these countries don't see it as we're, we're uniting a country. This isn't like the United States of America. They don't see it like that. They don't care about the country. They care about their region. They care about their territory. So it was inevitable that this was going to happen. I mean, the same shit happened in Iraq. It's 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 a it's a pointless battle, a money throwaway towards you know whether it's defense contractors uh, or what what you want to call it, what, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. No matter who the president was when this happened, it was going to be a loss. I mean. Of course, in straight um, Joe Biden fashion, although a month ago he was calling for this to take place, now that it's taken place and it's a basic basic shit show, now it's Trump's fault. Guarantee you if this was a success, it would be all him. This is what I don't understand, or <laughs> this is what is fucked up, I guess, about politics in general, is no matter what what the issue is or whose idea it is if it's good it was my idea if it was bad it was their idea or it was their fault you know case in point is covid you know we'll just take covid for example um biden when they were running for president you know was like you elect me i'm gonna fix it and i'm gonna eradicate covid and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that uh i believe he was also him and camel toe was on record by saying I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that vaccine. You know, when when Trump was spouting the warp speed and the vaccines, and he was doing whatever with Pfizer and Moderna and all these um, pharmaceutical companies to um, to push these vaccines and get them ready for for market, they were they publicly came out, and I I, I don't know who it was that was interviewing Kamala, but she said i'm not taking this vaccine there's there's no way i'm taking this vaccine from a person that you know got this thing done blah 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 blah. but of course they win now it's all about take the vaccine take the vaccine and i guess the, the same could be said about what they're trying to spout is all the people that are not taking the vaccine are you know republican uh trump supporters and blah 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 but in all actuality um not to say that you know, black people didn't vote for for Trump, but I think the numbers are um, obviously, you know, if you break it down by ethnicity, I think they said the highest um, group of people vaccinated are Asians. And then I believe it goes uh, Hispanics, then whites, then blacks. So um, I don't know the exact number, so, but I do know that the white population is probably around 50 60 percent vaccinated um hispanics a little bit higher and then asians are like in the 70 percent number but black americans are in the 30 percent range and uh, you know i honestly can't blame them because history will show you you know you just go back to the um i believe it was the 40s and 50s when they did the tuskegee experiments and stuff like that so you can't really blame them for being hesitant. 
in this situation. But with that being said, of that 30-whatever percent of black folks that that haven't been vaccinated, how many how many of those, or I'm saying 30% haven't, the, the 70, 65%, whatever, that haven't been vaccinated of the black population, how many of those people voted for Biden or voted for Trump? So you can't necessarily say it's a Trump-Biden thing because of the people that I personally know that have been vaccinated, um, most of them voted for Trump. So I don't think it's necessarily, well, if Trump had won, you would have seen different um, groups of people being vaccinated. And that might be true. I'm not saying that that's, that it's not a, a um, Democrat, Republican, or whatever you want to call it thing. I'm sure there are some people that are like, I'm not getting vaccinated because Biden, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm here to tell you that I'm, it's not about who the president is. It's the fact of the matter is no matter if it was Trump in there still or Biden, these vaccines, in my personal opinion, have come about way too fast. And you're seeing people that are, I mean, now, what did they tell us a few months ago, back in what was it, May, April, May, it was like, oh, you know, if you get vaccinated, you can have your 4th of July, and we can take the mask off, and we can be free, and we can do this, and we can do that. And then come July, they're telling us, oh, well, even people that are vaccinated are getting um the COVID, you know, with this new Delta variant and whatever. And um, I know I've really gotten off on tangent on COVID, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know why, because like I was saying, it doesn't really matter who the president is. It's If it's a success, they're going to take credit. If it's a failure, they're blaming it on the last guy, period. Trump, you know, by, uh, fucking Obama did it. Bush did it. Trump did it. They all do it. That's That's the name of the game. If, you know, in this situation, um, Biden, as much as he talks shit about the um, the vaccines and, and COVID and Trump's uh, response to COVID and how slow and da-da-da-da-da, now that he's in there, he's going to take credit for the vaccines and the rollout and this, that, and the other thing. And then, of course, if, you know, he, stout, he pouts these uh, numbers, oh, we want to be 70% vaccinated by whatever date, then when he doesn't get to that time he blames it on trump supporters okay whatever um now with the uh the the fall of cabal cabal not cabal uh the fall of uh afghanistan it's uh same thing you know a month ago he was like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna pull our people out da, 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 da. now it's oh it's trump's fault because he signed this agreement with the people over there and what are we gonna do well shit for the past seven months you've been you've overturned every other fucking thing that trump has done why would you let this one thing stand in your way the reason you didn't let it stand in your way and the reason you didn't overturn it was because that's what everyone wanted to do everyone wanted to get out of these these lifetime wars and money you know we're throwing money away for for nothing um so this was just as much your idea as it was anyone else's idea i'll say this also is you uh president biden for lack of a better <laughs> term i mean whatever you have been a public servant for 47 48 years um most of that time as a senator 
than eight years as a uh, vice president. It's not like this is new to you. Yes, you might be the president now and you're only seven months into the job, but it's not like you walked in not knowing the fuck was going on. I mean, say what you want about the past 45 presidents we've had. Um, every single one of them, for the most part, had some sort of experience in government. Whether it was uh, state government, uh, national government, whatever you want to do. I mean, I would, I would have to venture a guess that, without actually knowing this off the top of my head, that Biden probably has the most experience taking over the office of president than anyone prior to him. I mean, he was elected to to Senate in 73, I think, the same year I was born. <laughs> was a senator up until 2008, you know, uh, when, when Barack chose him. So for 45 years, he was a senator. I think he was actually initially elected as a congressman for how like for four years or whatever, and then ran for Senate. But nonetheless, he's been in Washington since '73 to '08. So for forty-five, um, I'm sorry, for thirty-five years, he was or thirty seventy-three. Yeah, thirty-five years, he was in the Capitol, right? And then eight years after that, he was in the White House. Then he had a couple of years off, and now he's in the White House again as president. You're not new to this. Now, if Trump had made walked in, and he's seven months in as a president, never having ran, been a congressman or senator or governor or whatever, uh, was making these types of mistakes, okay, whatever. Not here to say Trump would have done any better or worse. If Trump had gotten reelected, we probably still would have had this shit show. Because these people... They don't want to say, we've caused this problem. You know, I'm watching the TV. Taliban's going door to door now. Now that they've basically taken over this country and they've taken over the capital, they're going door to door. These people, you see uh, file, video file footage of these people trying to jump on planes, jump on uh, <laughs> military transport planes and, and, you know, commercial jets trying to get the hell out of this country. Why? Because if the Taliban finds out that these folks had anything to do with helping American soldiers or, or you know, diplomats or whatever the case may be, they're going to die. They're not going to go to jail. They're not going to um, <laughs> go to court. They're going to die. They're going to be pulled out in the middle of the street and their heads are going to get cut off. And uh, that's what they're doing. They're going door to door now. Anyway, so there's going to be a lot more to this. Surely, because uh, obviously this is just getting started. Uh, I guess the, the the deal would be how will we as a country respond or will we? Will will this just go away? I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, Biden uh, really, really has his hands full. I will say that. And uh, I've never, in my memory of paying attention, I guess I should say. And I'm not going to say it's it's a long memory. I mean, granted, I've been alive since Carter, you know, was president, since Ford was president, actually, but, you know, I was a baby, obviously. But but even as a, as a kid, Carter, uh, you know, whatever, Reagan, okay, 
I mean, I was still a kid, you know, 80 to 88, you know, as I got a little older towards the end of Reagan's presidency and then Bush and then, uh, hey, Bill, you know, Billy boy, and then uh, Bush, you know, as time, but it really probably wasn't but for the last 12, 16 years where I really started paying attention to what's going on other than who the president is and what, you know, I actually paying attention to what they're doing and how they're doing it and why they're doing it. Um, the, uh, in, in that time frame of, uh, paying attention, if you will, I, um, I've never, <laughs> never seen a president. I mean, he's only been president for seven months and it feels like he's on his second term. <laughs> I've never I've never seen a president have so many mistakes in judgment whether whether it's him making these mistakes or his handlers or what it is the it is it is a shit show for sure to the point where uh you've had a you've had people calling for his resignation uh Biden uh, and that's not just because of this Af- Afghan stuff. That's just one more notch. Obviously, the the big thing is the thing that's been going on since he won the presidency, and that's the border crisis. To the point where um, a representative from Arizona, um, Andy Biggs, is actually calling for the impeachment of the DHS secretary, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. So uh, here's what he had to say on Fox the other day. Huge crisis, and we're focusing on probably four areas uh, of many areas that we could focus on, but but he's violated um, Title Eight by releasing people into the country. So he's got in, imposed a catch and release. That's illegal, uh, that program. He's also uh, actually weakened that. Um, and so that's why you're getting all the unaccompanied minors that are coming in and why you're also getting these family units that are coming in that are being released into the country with COVID. For instance, 1,500 last week in McAllen, Texas alone mm-hmm. uh, were released in that community with, with COVID. So um, there he is right there. And, uh, where, you know, where he ended on that was with the COVID uh, talk, which... Uh, is very interesting because here we are um, in a country that is being ravaged right now uh, by COVID because, you know, that's all I can talk about. It's like you turn on the news. I mean, granted, right now you turn on the news. All we're talking about is Afghanistan. But, you know, three days ago you turn on the news. It was border, COVID, border and COVID, and then the weather and, you know, jack with the sports. (laughs) But it's like... You um, in in Florida where where we live, uh, obviously right now cases are up, and it's much like they did this last year. It was all about cases. It was all about percentages. It was all we're up x amount of percent, twenty percent, thirty percent, one hundred percent, one hundred fifty percent. The numbers are actually about where they were this time last year, when 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 everything kind of was getting kicked off last year. So when they sit there and tell you that the numbers are 50% or 100% or whatever it is, it's based off of yesterday or last week. Well, when, when the re, re-spike, if you will, started coming back up, it was um, you're basing off of last week's numbers. So if you had 
10 cases last week, and now you got 20 cases this week. Well, obviously, it's 100%, right? So the news, when they, when they throw percentages at you like this, it's a scare tactic. It's because that sounds a lot more deadly if it goes if, versus them saying, oh, cases went from 10 to 20. You're like, okay, whatever. But if they say, oh, cases are up 100% from last year, blah, 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 or last week. Oh, oh shit, 100%. Oh, my God, what do we do? Okay, point being is your deaths are down, okay? Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, I've got COVID. I, like I said, I did a home test on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening last week, tested positive, went and got a, an official test, if you will, I guess, at the doctor's on Friday. Um, but for the most part, I feel fine. My biggest issue is I can't smell or taste anything, but you know, whatever. Um, and I start start talking about this now. My wife, on the other hand, I mean, she's she's doing fine. Also, she's just more sickly. She's more cough and cold type thing. Like she's got a cold. I'm a little stuffy, but you know, for the most part, I'm doing fine. Uh, like I said, mainly just bored, trying to find stuff to do. Um, obviously, I can't go anywhere. It's not like I can go to the gym. I can't go to the store we're basically having to order um our groceries and either have them delivered or pick them up or whatever the case may be um which you know sucks you know i'd rather go to the store i'd rather be at work <laughs> oddly enough i'm i'm that kind of a person but uh but nonetheless um i'm not saying obviously covid's real and i don't think we've ever said that it wasn't real uh, our biggest issue is where did it come from and how did it get here? And, you know, now that it's here, it is what it is. Um, from from a standpoint of a vaccine, I don't know if the vaccines are good or bad or, you know, you, you listen to different um, podcasts, different theories and different uh, conspiracy theories of what's in the vaccines and what, you know, just different ingredients and so on and so forth. And I'm not here to sit here and tell you what is or isn't and what's good and what's bad and what's demonic and what isn't. That's not my business. That's for you to decide. If you want the vaccine, you know, biggest biggest thing you can do is really go talk to your doctor. You might not need the vaccine. You might be allergic to some of the ingredients. I don't know. That's something where a doctor can do blood work upon you. Uh, hopefully, you don't go to a doctor and they say, yeah, you should get the vaccine, period. No bubbles, no troubles. I think the biggest thing is, it, from what I can tell of the of the uh, of COVID, is well. Number one, before I get into that, where I was going with my orcas um, being impeached is um, they're making such a big deal about COVID. But in the meantime, we're just letting all these people come in, and uh, like he was saying, I don't recall the numbers he had just said, but uh, fifteen thousand cases of COVID coming across the border, and eighty, you know whatever these numbers are, but in the meantime, you as an American citizen, you can't, you know, some of these states, they've started locking back down, or some of these states or cities, they're, um, you're, uh, you, you have to have a vaccine passport, or you can't go out to eat, or you can't go to the gym, or you can't do this, or you can't do that, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, don't we live in America? But in the meantime, we're going to let all these strangers essentially come in from other countries unvaccinated, with COVID, and they're going into these 
areas of Texas and um, Arizona and stuff like that. And these are small towns for the most part on the borders. And they uh, they have no way to handle this situation. And then they're being shipped to other parts of the country. Well, there's your spread. You could talk about whoever not getting the vaccine, whether it's, you know, young people, black people, white people, Trump people, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter. Your super spreaders are these people coming in from other countries with COVID when we should lock down the border and send them the fuck home. Sorry. But um, the biggest thing is with this COVID, where I was going with this earlier was, um, in my opinion, now granted, I'm not a doctor, um, but I, I'm speaking from experience. Uh, the few people that I have known that have gotten COVID, uh, you know, other than me and my wife, I don't like, I don't even know that my wife actually has it. She didn't actually test. Um, I would assume she does. Cause if I have it, you know, whatever. But point being is, um, you know, you guys know this, I've got cancer. I've never hid that fact. Um, but I'm not one of those sickly, uh, cancer patients, if you will. I go to the doctor and they're like, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm only as sick as you guys are telling me. I mean, realistically, when it comes to uh, getting scans done and doing medicine and whatnot, I just do, you know, whatever. But it's not, I'm not one of these crybaby cancer patients, for lack of a better term. I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but I think I can be because I've got cancer. So, But my point being is I think th the biggest problem is in this country, not just and I don't care who the president is, who your, who your governor is, it doesn't matter. Our biggest problem in this country is health, health in general. We're so quick to give away free uh, vaccines or free this or people crying about free health care or no health care or whatever. If you work for a company, whoever you work for, whatever, you know, whatever multinational company you work for, so if you work for a Walmart or a Publix or uh, you know, even McDonald's or whatever, especially a company that you get um, health care through. Like if, if you have uh, company health care and uh, the company that we work for, they're always trying to push a healthy lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. You should, you should lead a healthy lifestyle. Okay. But in the meantime, they don't pay for gym memberships. They don't give gym membership. I mean, granted, not that gym memberships are crazy expensive. I, I I don't know, depending on where you live and stuff like that. But around here, you can pretty much go to a gym for ten dollars a month, you know. And that's base, you know, your base uh, membership. You know, if you want different upgrades like spin classes and aerobics and tanning beds and whatnot, it'll cost you a little bit more. But even then, I think it's twenty, thirty bucks a month if you want all that stuff. But just a basic membership where you're going to go in there and lift weights and get on the treadmill, you know, you're looking at $10 a month at pretty much any gym. So in my opinion, if, if you want people to be healthy and be able to beat COVID or any other viral infection that comes on down the road, it's to lead a healthy lifestyle. You know, earlier when the vaccines were first coming out, you had different companies uh, like Krispy Kreme and you know, oh, show your vaccine and uh, get free donuts. Uh, Budweiser, show your vaccine and get free beer. Uh, show your vaccine and get a free sandwich. Show your vaccine, blah, blah, blah. So we're encouraging people to get the vaccine by making them fatter. Here's a, here's a, here's a donut, fatty. 
Uh, what were they saying when all this first started? People that were pre, you know, exposed to to getting or not getting COVID. Obviously, anyone can get it, but um, suffering, I guess, from COVID are people that were overweight or they were old. Or I mean, granted, you can't help to be old. You're old. You're old. It is what it is. But you can still be a healthy older person. You can still be a healthy sixty year old or seventy year old. Um, but if you're in your forties, if you're between thirty and fifty years old, let's say and you smoke cigarettes or vape, or you drink a shit ton of alcohol, uh, you eat like a pig, um, and you don't do anything to combat that other than sit on your ass, and then when you get sick, it's going to kick your ass. And it doesn't matter if it's COVID or the flu. I mean, there's plenty of people that die every year from the flu, and it's not like they just died because they got the flu, or they died just because they got COVID. I think 9.9 times out of 10, anyone that's dying from these diseases, it's because they had an underlying health problem, whatever that problem was, whether they were obese or they had a heart condition or they, you know, had high blood pressure or they were alcoholic or all of the above, which usually is the case. Um, you know, so if companies, especially your multinational companies, your, your big companies, your Fortune 500 companies, if they would actually push more of a healthy lifestyle to its employees, and granted, just because you give somebody a gym membership doesn't mean they're going to go to the gym. I get that. But at least give them the option because, as we can see, they've been pushing this vaccine now since the beginning of the year with under the guides of if you take this, you're good. If you take the vaccine, because that was the argument. That was the argument a lot of us people that that weren't going to get the vaccine were having was like if uh if half the people get the vaccine whatever then we're all good right um but that's not even the case you know that that's how they touted it It was like if you get the vaccine you're good you know if everyone gets the vaccine then you don't have to wear a mask and then a new variant comes out and it's like well shit even people that have the vaccine can still get COVID or they can still spread COVID. Now they're, they're pushing it under the guise of, well, if you get the vaccine, you could still get COVID. You just won't get as sick. Okay. Um, well, what happens when the next variant comes out? Oh, we don't think, Oh wait, shit. Here comes Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Right now <laughs> I was reading an article on that where they're saying this one isn't even the, the, uh, vaccine doesn't even touch this one. So, Basically, there's a new uh, variant coming out, Lambda variant, whatever, you know, that uh, says the the vaccine doesn't even touch it. So all these people that were so adamant about getting the vaccine, they're still getting sick or they're going to get sick or they can still spread it. That's why they push the mask uh, stuff again. Even if you're vaccinated, you got to wear the mask because you can still spread COVID. Okay, so... Two, three, five months ago, you were telling me if I got the vaccine, I would never have to wear a mask. But here we are again, which means they don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to this shit. Now, I'm like I said, I'm not saying I'm a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biologist. Point being is these people are and they still don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, it'd be interesting to see what uh, what happens moving forward with uh with all of this, because, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, 
me and Chris have had this discussion and uh it's it's obviously coming sooner sooner or later it's coming to to your doorstep uh by that i mean companies uh mandating vaccines uh businesses mandating vaccines uh governors uh mayors you know right now i you know um DeSantis isn't pushing that right now but you have other states and um, cities in those states places that you might want to visit saying like New York you know you can't do whatever in New York unless you have the vaccine because you can't go out to eat you can't go to a show you can't do this you can't do that well if you are one of those people that are like I'm not going to get vaccinated I guess you're never going to New York I'm just using New York as an example because surely that's going to trickle down to other um cities as time goes by but can almost guarantee you this once the fda approves this um it's going to steamroll into businesses and you know no matter where you're i mean not so much i want to believe i i want want to believe i don't know if this is going to be the case but i want to believe that it's never going to get as bad to the point where you can't go grocery shopping without said vac- vaccination card. But if Chris was here right now, he would tell you, just wait, it's coming. And uh, he he says some things, and he hasn't been wrong. So <laughs> I, I pray that he's wrong about this. But I think it's more going to be a situation of where you work, where your workplace is going to um, mandate, well, especially once it becomes FDA approved. Right now you see a lot of companies kind of you know, humming and hawing about it. But guaranteed, I, once this thing becomes FDA approved, it's going to be a different situation. You're already reading stories about the uh, health uh, insurance companies starting not, I don't think they're starting to do it, but I think it's an idea being floated around to start, uh, you know, docking your, like kind of like a surcharge essentially. Like some companies, some insurance companies have a uh, a uh, tobacco surcharge so like if you smoke cigarettes or uh, chew tobacco or whatever they you get i don't know the numbers i know um I, I don't know but i know i've seen it where different different insurance companies blue cross blue shield or um united healthcare they have these surcharges so if you if you admit that you're a smoker or that you admit you're a tobacco user whatever you have to pay extra for your health insurance which okay i get it you know, especially something like that, you know, but it's, it's, it's something like this with a vaccine for a, that's like saying I didn't get the flu shot this year. Oh, well, we're going to charge you an extra $50 a paycheck for not getting the flu shot. Why? Because I might get sick. Well, you might get sick. And then if you have to go to the doctor, you know, that's going to cost us money. So we're going to charge you. So, you know, whatever. If, if, if I have to pay a $50 a paycheck, surcharge for not being vaccinated if that keeps them off my bat then so be it i think the problem is going to be when that's not going to be enough when the um the uh choosing still to not get it isn't isn't going to be enough because for whatever reason they're really wanting everybody to be vaccinated and it just seems a little fishy that this is the thing they're they're hanging their hat on like we've posted stuff on our facebook page and uh 
we've talked about things on shows where this, I mean, granted, technically the medicine isn't free. It's not like Pfizer and Moderna is giving this money, this um, vaccine out for free. Even though if you choose to get the vaccine, you're not paying for it. But granted, you're not paying for it. Someone is. It's called uh, our government. So Moderna and, and Pfizer and J&J, they're still making their money. Don't, be, don't get it twisted. They're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. Point being is, I pay a shit ton of money, or my insurance companies pay, especially pays a shit ton of money for all my, chem, all my uh, you know, uh, cancer treatments. Why isn't that free? Why isn't uh, people that have insulin, the, you know, need to take insulin, uh, why isn't it free? Or why, you know, even if you want to play it under the guides of, okay, well, if you have cancer, it's probably because of something you did. So, like, if I had lung cancer and I was a smoker, that's my fault. If I had liver cancer and I'm a heavy drinker, well, that's my fault. So, okay. Um, if I need insulin and I'm overweight because I ate, eat like shit or eat a bunch of candy or eat a bunch of sweets or whatever the case may be. And in turn, in turn, um, got diabetes or whatever the case is that I need insulin. Okay. That's on me. But even go as far as saying like the EpiPens, the, uh, you know, for, you know, allergic reactions, you can't help what you're allergic to. Jesus Christ. You can't help what you're allergic to that you need one of these EpiPens, and they're not cheap. I don't know the exact, I want to say they're around $500. And if I remember correctly, they're, they're <laughs> very relatively cheap to make. Um, so why isn't that even, even? and I'm not, I don't want to fault the person that invented the EpiPen and they're selling these things and they're making whatever their money is on them. Because like I said, it's like Moderna and Pfizer and these guys are giving the vaccine away for free. They're still making their money. So if I invented the EpiPen and I can sit here and sell this EpiPen for a hundred, five hundred, whatever it is, dollars, well, that's that's the world we live in. That's called capitalism. But why doesn't the government subsidize that for the people that need this? Because it's not their fault that you're allergic to whatever you're allergic to, that you need one of these pens, whether it's a bee sting or peanut butter or whatever the case is. Anyway, so there's <laughs> The conspiracy theory on this is there's got to be more to it than just uh, than just uh, for you to be healthy because there's so many other things that they could be doing to give you for free to be healthy that they're not doing. But we want to give you a, un a relatively short and unproven vaccine. Anyway. I didn't want to go on forever on, on COVID, but, you know, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Now that I've seemed to ramble on <clears throat> long enough on on that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I was going to get into some more stuff here. Um, I'll probably just touch on this for a minute. Some Something I was uh, researching earlier today. Um, so <clears throat> everyone, you know, that's my age, give or take, has heard of the Cold War. It's not like this is uh it's it's quote unquote over, but is it? So the Cold War started started in uh nineteen forty seven, just shortly after the uh the end of uh, World War Two and uh everyone is familiar with it as basically being 
Russia versus us. And, um, which, you know, basically for the most part is true. And we dealt with that for, I don't know, 40, 40 some odd years, 44 years, I guess it was. So in 91, the Cold War, quote unquote, ended. Um, and we signed treaties with, with Russia and Russia, the USSR essentially collapsed and, uh, you know, but did it, you know, I guess is the bigger question. So I think the confusion here is that everyone in their mind has a be- is be- under the belief that the Cold War has been over for 30 years. Um, but really, it really isn't. It's just shifted. It The, the intensity or the threat of nuclear war probably isn't as much as it was back in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, like uh, we think of it, um, you know, how it was back then. We, it's not like that. It, it's The Cold War has changed, and, and there's more players involved. So, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, especially 60s, 70s, 80s, we, the only person, that, or not person, the only country we felt involved in the Cold War was the U.S. and Russia. We never, we never gave a th- thought about any other country being involved. So it's synonymous to the point where if you ever say, talk about the Cold War with anybody, it's Russia. When uh, you fast forward to today, and, you know, like I said, it ended, quote-unquote, ended in 91. Um, it, Like I said, I think it just shifted. It just added more players to the game. I think Russia, I think we are still in somewhat of a Cold War with Russia, especially ever since Putin has been uh, in charge. But I also believe that um, now that you have China, China has become a major player in this situation. And the Cold War isn't the Cold War that it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago when there was the threat of nuclear war. And you you remember the movies we had back in the 80s, Iron Eagle and Top Gun and, you know, uh, Final Countdown. Just different movies I recall seeing and it was always us against them um what was the one uh, red dawn you know so now it's it's different it's all it's all uh biological or computers or just you know and we depend on china for way too much stuff and um and that's part of the situation i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little more research before we get too crazy i'm going into over 45 minutes here. There was a couple of things I wanted to talk about, about China and the um, Cold War and the new Cold War, as I want to call it. And I, that'll be our show for Wednesday. So I'm going to leave it there. And uh, I believe Wednesday show, whether uh, whether we have Chris or not, uh, is going to be basically be about the new Cold War. Um, and then surely there'll be some more stuff on on Biden as he's supposed to give a press conference later today. Uh, so we'll have more on that and, uh, that the episode will, will primarily touch about the cold war coming, not the cold war from 30, 40 years ago, but the cold war that is upon us. So on that note, I'm going to bid you guys a fair adieu, uh, little short, short show for you today. Um, hopefully we'll have Chris here on Wednesday. Um, if not, then it'll just be me. And I'll give you a big fat sugar water on that one. (laughs) 
Anyway, it is August 16th, 2021, and I am going to put a lid on the day, and we're going we're gonna to get on out of here, and uh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Have a fantabulous day, and uh, have fun. Peace out.